man! The Avengers are assembling for 2024. Jimmy Butler is emo for Media Day figuratively and literally. And Milwaukee's late game free throw blunders come to an end with Dame time. I'm Ro Zapanta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast app. The three hooligans with me, JJ. How you living, my friend? Woo! Feeling good. I'm feeling great. Football is back baby let's get it <laughs> we are definitely in the swing of football right now hope everyone's fantasy teams are doing well john how you living my friend oh, my team is not doing well june struck right in my heart man but you know what i'm gonna keep my head up let's go let's talk let's, let's talk some basketball let's talk some basketball and of course sammy how you living my friend I'm good, man. After Sunday Night Football, Trav, Tay-Tay, and I went to Jimmy Butler's house, permed up his hair, and we're all ready to go for media day. (laughs) Man, I'm so tired of the Tay-Tay talk, but right now, we have to talk about some NBA news and boys. Big news. Finally, the Portland Trailblazers traded away Damian Lillard, and it's not to Miami. It's actually to the Milwaukee Bucks, and this was their first for their first trade. So the Bucks received Damian Lillard, the Blazers received Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, a first-round pick, and pick swaps. The Suns received Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Later on, the Blazers were able to flip Drew Holiday in another blockbuster trade where the Celtics receive Drew Holiday, the Blazers get Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, an unprotected first, and another one from the Golden State Warriors, which the Celtics had. Now, what I really want to talk about now is how do you guys like the Milwaukee Bucks new construction? And it kind of looks like this. Dame Lillard at point guard, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then Brooke Lopez at center. Do you guys believe that the Bucks are now more dangerous than they were in previous seasons? Now with now with Damian Lillard, what do you guys think? Offensively, this team makes so much sense together now. The biggest thing they always struggled with was pretty much a shot creator where Holiday was in that role but he wasn't he wasn't always suited for it. Middleton's been hurt the last few years. Giannis can do it, but I don't think that's his ideal role. It feels more like the ultimate role player, pick and roll player if you think about it. So offensively this seems insanely dangerous. I do worry about their defense, particularly at the wing and at the guard spots. Giannis and Brooke Lopez will be great as four and five defenders, but you look at the wings on this team and there's not a lot there defensively. So curious to see how much Giannis can cover for that, if they're going to make another move there. But overall, it's a heavy cost, but I get why they did it. And it, it makes sense. And I just, I don't see offensively how anyone's going to be able to handle that team. So from that perspective, I think it makes them more dangerous, gives them a higher ceiling, maybe a little bit of a lower floor if they don't get the defense figured out. The main issue last year with the Bucks team when we saw, especially during the crunch time, Giannis trying to ball handle and ball handle on the top of the key or even half court at times where he would just be just dribble, 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 settle for the jump shot. Um, 
even sometimes just trying to bowl his way towards the rack. But now you have Dame that could actually handle the top while Giannis handles the key. And now Dame has an actual rim protector or protectors, John, with Brook Lopez. So I want to do agree with Sammy, which I am highly concerned with their wing defense because especially the Bucks, we've known they've had a really good team defense chemistry. But I'm really interested to see when Dame gets beat, how Giannis and Brooke Lopez could take advantage of protecting the key, John. Yeah. You know, on paper, this team is going to be, I think offensively, as to Sammy's point, they're going to be nasty. And I know Dame does not have any excuses anymore. This is a roster that anything short of a championship, right, would be considered a failure. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I'm 100% with you on that. Dame is what, 33? Yes. Yeah. June, June, bro, you know. You know his exact Yes, his, birthday. Uh, his birthday <laughs> is on. I have no idea. When he was born, where is. he was born. Right? Who was Oakland, there at the, at the hospital? <laughs> yes, Oakland. I'm kidding, of course. We all love Dame. But again, the expectations are super high. And But one of the things I think a lot of people always, always underestimate is the chemistry. And you that is huge when it comes to, especially the playoffs. Being, knowing guys, knowing what the spots that they're going to be in, knowing how people, they, they like to play, plays a huge role. I mean, even the Heatles, and I hate saying that, but the Miami Heat with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, they didn't even win the first year. And they're probably arguably the most talented team that we've seen in the last, you know, maybe outside of the Spurs or the Lakers of the early 2000s. They were one of the most talented teams maybe ever on paper. But you cannot underestimate and understate the importance of continuity and being a team for a longer period of time. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors, right? So I'm not ready to crown them champions. They're contenders based on talent, based on, on what we see on paper. But I, I just, you know, I'm going to wait and, and I'm going to reserve my judgment until I see a good sample size of, of what they can do. But again, they traded for one of the best players in the league. The shooting on this team is going to be outrageously good. Um, should be, but based on, on Dame getting open shots now, and instead of Drew Holiday taking these threes, even though he was decently from, decent from the J, uh, he was just inconsistent. And Dame Lillard, when he's open, I mean, he's, that's automatic as it gets, other than Steph Curry. So I want to throw it to Roe, though, the new biggest <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks fan here. Oh, please. I, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Dame Lillard. I'm also excited for Giannis Antetokounmpo because, like Dame, has never played with, you know, a dominant center slash power forward like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis has never felt the spacing that a Damian Lillard can provide. I think that's something that, I mean, defenses should be scared about. I I know everyone's talking about the pick and roll. Every single time in the playoffs against the Heat where they would set up a pick and roll with Giannis, they could sag off of Drew Holiday every time, sag off of Giannis every time. With Dame, you got to come all the way up to that three-point line, and then all of a sudden you have to guard Giannis in space, which makes him 
that much more deadly. And to your guys' point, defense is a concern. But looking at this roster, their weakest point probably would be Damian Lillard. And I feel like I'm hoping uh, they don't have Coach Bud anymore. And Coach Bud was like a, a defensive guru. I don't know what the new coach is going to be able to draw up to hide Dame Lillard. So I guess that's the thing that we're going to be watching here. Do you guys think the Bucks are going to be in the finals this year? Early shot right now. What do you think? I'm going to start calling out people. I'm going to call JJ first. Oh, man. I got to give props to the next team that we'll talk about. But I'll say that the Bucks will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, I like it. Sammy? 51-49. I say no. <laughs> Sammy, or uh, John? I'm going to say no. Okay, well, we got to talk about the next blockbuster trade. That oh, JJ, go ahead. Do you no, have something to just, say? I was just going to say, man, uh, we got to give props to the clinic because during our last pod, we talked about how Giannis kind of had like this sneak this or uh, sneak message about not wanting to sign unless they loaded up the roster for the Bucks, and we actually called out it would be nice if Giannis went to the Blazers but Dame just met Giannis at Milwaukee so it worked, yeah. worked out <laughs> Giannis brought the Blazers to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is true. Uh, we have to talk about the next blockbuster trade here, and it's the Boston Celtics. Boston now has Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis, and off the bench, of course, they have like Horford, Pritchard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is this version of Boston better than the years prior? Let's go like two years back. What do you guys think? <laughs> Dang. Can I go first, guys? Because I recently watched the finals um, once again from 2022. And I felt that it was really, really underrated what Time Lord brought to the table. Anytime that Time Lord played, Williams, for those that don't know who I'm talking about, he was a difference maker. In fact, during that year, we talked about Defensive Player of the Year a couple times. And once or twice, each and every single one of us brought up Rob Williams as a Defensive of the Year candidate. So I don't know by having uh, the Zinger Porzingis play center, if that's going to actually work for them. I do like Drew Holiday to handle the point of attack for all the point guards. But man, fellas, Time Lord not being there, I might be overreacting, but I think that's a big deal for the Celtics. Do you, okay, question. Because I see a lot of people saying that the Drew Holiday trade, that was a great trade for the Celtics. Am I the only one that thinks that's a lateral move from Marcus Smart, more or less? I mean, I like Drew Holiday. I know he's a winner. I know he won a championship. But to me, their skill sets are very similar. And you can make an argument that Marcus Smart is a better defensive player. He won Defensive Player of the Year. 
true. And so I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, is Drew, is Drew Holiday really that much better than Marcus Smart? Honestly, I think so. But the age gap is big and Holiday is going to fall off sometime soon just because time, time lord or time in general always <laughs> wins. Um, so I, I actually was going to say that I think Holiday is a better version of Marcus Smart. But the debate is about Rob Williams. But go ahead and continue what you're saying. No, that was just my question. Uh, okay. I just I just um, thought of that. But overall, my, to, I mean, before I throw it to you, my overall feeling about the Celtics is, I mean, I like Porzingis. I like the pickup. I think he has. He's obviously talented, but he's always he's always hurt. Yep. But to JJ's point, they did lose a lot of key pieces. They lost again some of their continuity. A lot of these guys you're gonna re, you're gonna integrate. They're gonna have to take time to get accustomed to how people play the system, et cetera, et cetera. So. You know, that, there's a learning curve. Obviously, the season is long, so they can get it together. Um, I mean, the Celtics put it, to, put it together one of the best second halves to make the finals, right, where they eventually lost to the, the Warriors. So anything could happen in a season. But to me, and maybe this is just my Celtic green pride hatred, but all, I'm, I'm objectively looking at this roster, and I don't think they've significantly made a leap. Now, I could be completely wrong, but I just don't see it. Hate it. So... I actually look at them now and I think they have the opposite concern of the Bucks. Whereas my my Bucks concern is their wings and their wing defense. My concern with the Celtics now are their bigs. And I get the concern about Rob Williams, but the problem, and I think the reason they were willing to deal him is because he always had injury concerns. But the irony of that is the big they brought in that theoretically takes some of his minutes also has a ton of injury concerns <laughs> in Porzingis. Yeah. yeah. So if you and then Horford, who give the guy credit, man, he's still going. But speaking of falling off, that's going to happen soon. Like at some point, you got to play him 20 minutes max a game. I mean, I mean, I'm no one to talk about someone's age considering I'm still older than the man. But considering what he does for a living here, he's definitely getting up there. So it's a risk. I get why they did it. I also think I get the subject of continuity, but I want to throw this out there to see what everyone thinks. That team felt like they needed a small culture shift. They wanted to, it felt like when they traded smart, I know it wasn't the first move, but it almost felt like they wanted to fully hand the team to Tatum and Brown from a, like a locker room leader perspective. And I think they did that on purpose. That's, I think that's also why they let go of Grant Williams. I think they wanted their stars to be the ones with the biggest voices. And we'll see how it goes with them. The whole question I think is going to be health. And if Missoula improves as a coach in year two, because he clearly got out coaching the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. So but I think are those guys, are those guys, the voices you know you see what i'm saying like if you have to try to get rid of somebody because you think that their their voice is too big or they are preventing mm -hmm. other players their teammates from being that voice are those people that we're talking about Jalen brown and Jason tatum are they really that alpha player are they the ones that can kind of take the lead and be that voice that's a great question and i think that's the answer that the celtics need to figure out this season and I, I don't disagree with you, and, but I think that's what this, this season was about. Because it wouldn't shock me. I know Brown just signed the extension, but we all know extensions mean nothing when it comes to keeping players on teams anymore. So let's say this team flames out in the second round. Would it shock anybody to see Brown traded? No, uh, it wouldn't be. No, but are they going to be able to trade him with that albatross of a contract they just signed him to? See, you're being too logical and you forget how many, let's say, <laughs> less than competent GMs we have around the league. And someone, I guarantee you, would still make a deal for him. I don't know how good of a deal, but make a deal. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to add a few more cents on that that cultural shift that you're referring to, Sammy. When Odoka took over two years ago, remember the during the mid season um, break before the All Star break, the Celtics had a 500 record, and it wasn't until Marcus Smart had to check both Tatum and Brown about shot selection and ball hogging and not playing with chemistry. Even though Marcus Smart, we've complained about his shot selection himself, at least he could call out the stars. And he even did that during this postseason. Yeah, I think um, he said, I think he said, why aren't we passing more? Yeah. I think that was verbatim what he said. And JJ, I had the same concerns as you when it comes to like locker room leadership, because I feel like I mean, Marcus Smart was sort of like that Draymond Green of the Celtics, right? The vocal leader. Now Drew Holiday steps in. The thing is, is that with Marcus Smart, if you took away all of the boneheaded plays, he would be Drew Holiday. And this is what they got. Mm. But now they lost the vocal leader. And to Sammy's point, one of these superstars has to step up and be a vocal leader. It has to be smarter. It can't it's be Tatum. coach. Not to interrupt you, but it's got to be Tatum specifically. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So we'll see what, what the Celtics have. I personally really like the trade. I like that they got Drew Holiday. That defense up front, I mean, it's, I mean, in the backcourt, it's going to be absolutely nasty. I don't know what teams are going to do to, to really combat that just because if they're switching on you, I mean, who do you want to be switched off of? Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so same question. Are they are they going to enter the finals this year? What do you think? John, John's no. a no. <laughs> I'm a John's hell a no. no. <laughs> JJ, what do you think? I'm going to say yes. Sammy. I am too. And I want to I want to okay. ask if you agree or not. And then I have a follow up question that I want to ask John. I think this is the team to beat in the East, yes. So, John, you said you don't think the Bucks are going to make it or the Celtics. Who do you have in the finals? In the Eastern Conference? Yes. That's a great question. And that kind of puts me in a tough spot. I realize that. But you know what? I am going to say, I know I know this is going to sound crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the Philadelphia 76ers are going to make the finals. And I'm going to tell you, look, 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 look. Something's going to go down with James Harden. I don't know if it's going to be he's going to stay with the team or he's going to get traded. But I'm telling you, I I I have a feeling about the 76ers. Trust the process, guys. So you're saying Marcus Morris is going to lead the 76ers. Stop it, Sammy. The finals. Marcus Morris is going to retire a Los Angeles Clipper. Just accept it now. We got to talk about the Portland Trailblazers here. What they got for this trade. And we could sort of think about the Miami Heat's offer of Tyler Hero. I forget, like, if a first was in there, what else was in there. But this is what Portland got back. They got back DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, Tumani Chamara. They also got a 2029 first round pick via Milwaukee. A 2029 first round from Boston a 2024 first in Golden State. They also have pick swaps in 28 and 30 from the Bucks. Was this trade worth it for Portland? 
man, considering what well, was well, on the well. table from Miami. As far as I'm concerned, Portland hit a home run with this deal. This was really well done. And this is why you waited out. Why, why just because uh, Dame requested the trade, do you have to rush and make a deal? Because they waited it out and they got these extra assets. They managed to flip Holiday. Brogdon and I'm guessing Rob Williams will not be on that team by the trade deadline because they have Williams and Aiden unless they turn around and flip Aiden. But Bro, I would Cronin imagine they're going to said that Williams is going to be there and Aiden. I will believe that when we get to the All-Star break. <laughs> I do not yeah. see the point of having them both on the team. I like them both. I just don't see the point of having them both there. That's a lot of assets committed to one position. Excuse um, me. Although I guess if you take Aiden's offense plus Williams' defense, you'd have the ultimate center. So maybe they're going to try to merge them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but... Uh, I do think I think they did a tremendous job overall, given where they were and where they're at now. And the I think the biggest key, and I know I want to give credit where it's due. I think Zach Lowe mentioned this, is that now you can properly hand the team to Scoot Henderson because he is the one who should be driving that team without any distractions. And you're actually giving him like this is going to be a bad team, but you're giving him a lot of young guys to kind of grow with him, and you're giving him a big to play off the ball with him. So I I love what they did here. I think they did as well as possible, all things considered. I agree with that. I think that I think I mean anytime you're giving up a an all-star superstar, right? And and Dame Lillard and even though he's thirty three years old. And especially when you have no leverage, right? Everyone knows, everyone and their mom knows he wants to get traded. So teams that have that knowledge of you having to trade someone, they're not gonna give you their best first offer and they're not even gonna give you their best second offer, right? They're gonna hold they're gonna wait and they're gonna wait and like Sammy said, all things considered, they got picks, they got youth. They were able to, you know, kind of just do the rebuild. And that's what you have to do from time to time. It's all it's, it's cyclical, right? You have teams that will dominate. You have teams that are doing well. I mean, even our teams, Lakers, Warriors, uh, Clippers are always kind of rebuilding. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, Sam. I'm just playing, Sammy. No, but... we're just managing. We're biding our time. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I kind of like I kind of like what they were able to, 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 to snag. So... I like it overall, except for the DeAndre dominating. I don't. Let's, let's just get over that. That's that's a little too much for me. But I like Rob Williams. I like Brogdon. Um, their picks again. I mean, some of their picks that they received, they're, they're they're later. I mean, they're many years from now. But these teams could be bad, and it could be those swaps and everything could be good. So. Yeah, just to kind of really quick along with that, I think they intentionally asked for the picks in 29 because Dame's right. going to be, what, I believe 38 by then? Like, yeah. who knows where Milwaukee would be? But anyway, JJ, go yeah. ahead. But I and Giannis, to... might, Giannis might not even be there. I mean, he's, he's very be a true. free agent. So smart to delay the market. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They even have gonna... swaps in 28 and 30. Yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, Jen, like, um, if you're going to trade your asset to, to a team that's contending, you've got to trade draft picks that are way later down the road which they executed the only thing and this is just like trying to find a hole within this trade is if it, it would have been more perfect and once again i'm gonna get criticized but this would have been only per, like more a better fit if they were able to find draft picks next year with a really bad team that's the only thing so like if they were for example, trade with the Magic because if they're going to rebuild, hopefully they could. You could kind of predict and forecast 
how teams will perform to a certain degree within the next three years. Five to seven is pretty tough. So like the 2029 pick, for example, or and the 2030 picks, we'll see. But the boys hit the nail on the head. Like you're assuming that Dame, um, Giannis will be old enough and way past their prime. And hopefully they'll get top five pick at that point. That Indirect shots fired at the Magic, by the way, by JJ. Indirect <laughs> shots fired at the Magic. Like, yeah, that 2029 first pick for with Boston in, tw- in 2029, I mean, good chance Boston may be terrible at that time. I mean, the 2024 yeah. first pick Golden State Warriors is interesting to me. Because, I yeah. mean, as much as this, I know there are a few people that don't want to hear this, but that's, right? Like, how many more years, realistically, are we going to see the Warriors at that level? I'm going to call it a yes on that pick, though. My guess on that pick is that they flip it at the deadline this year for a young asset. Yeah, this is... Call it a hunch. This is where I'm going with this team, because I think we can all agree that this team isn't going to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be freaking amazing. Maybe the play-in. What I see here is, like Sammy said, Robert Williams, even though Joe Cronin said that Robert Williams is going to be part of this roster, I also see Jeremy Grant, who signed a, a large contract. So I think those two, those two players, you could shop still for more picks and then combine those valuable picks that you have from Milwaukee to get a pick sooner. So I don't think Portland is done here yet. I think they still have a lot of flexibility. Portland, for me, gets an A+. A++. I don't think this have could go any better. I really thought that Dame was going to be a... Miami Heat for Tyler Hero and some really crappy picks, but they got way, way more. Clinic question of the night. Who won the trade, guys? Was it the Blazers? Was it the Bucks? Was it the Suns? What do you guys think? I'm going to say, I know I said that the Celtics would make the finals, but thinking two to three years down the road, I'm going to say the Bucks won the trade. One, they made Giannis happy. But two, most importantly, two, they de-weaponized the heat. They took an asset away from them that they were supposed to get. And who beat the Bucks last year? The Heat. Very good point. Very good point. Um, let's also, because we didn't talk about the Suns portion, I want to talk about, and you can record, the, or you can bring this back, we're obviously recording it if I'm wrong. They lost this trade as much as anybody, as far as I'm concerned, because let's the just worst. be real. Nurkic's contract is considered one of the worst in the league, and they traded, say all we want about Aiden. I know he, the guy is not perfect. He has a ton of flaws. He had more value than what they got back in this deal. I mean, Agreed. they got some decent role players, don't get me wrong, but there was... I just feel like there was more value to be had out there, and Nurkic is a negative asset in terms of his contract. If he made the minimum, okay, he'd be fine. But for what he makes, I couldn't stand it for them. I, I, it sounds like, you know, the chalk, easy answer, but for me, the Blazers won this trade, but I will also give an honorable mention to the Bucks and Celtics. They paid high prices, but I actually like what they both did for their rosters, and I'm really hoping they meet in the conference finals because I think that would be an amazing series. The Suns, my goodness. Yeah, you are absolutely right. They, that was a horrible, horrible trade for them. And you know what? Um, 
But of the team that won, I think it's the Bla- I do think it's the Blazers. And I know Rogue gave an A plus plus, but no one's really surprised he gave them an A plus plus, being their <laughs> third, your third favorite team out of four. Mr. Drake over here. No, okay. I'm all, in all seriousness, uh, the Blazers in the long term, the Bucks in the short term, for obvious reasons. But I do think that the Blazers set themselves up, all things considered, with you know, Dame is. You, would, you can argue that he's kind of has, what, one more or two more years in his prime? Um, okay. And, you know, the Blazers weren't going to do anything with him, so they had to get they had to cut, cut him loose. And the things that they got back, I really like, especially in the short term. So I'm going to go Blazers short-term, Bucks longer term. Obviously, oh, I think the Blazers... Bucks short-term, Blazers longer term, excuse me. Mix that up. Obviously, I think the Blazers oh. won this trade, just the stuff that they got back. Also... I want to say this about the Suns. I think, is there a possibility that they just wanted to get off DeAndre Ayton? Just all the headaches he was causing, him arguing on the sideline, the stars just yes. multiple like multiple times having to talk to him. I think they were just done. And I think that's yes. why they did it. So if he brings that to Portland, that makes my pick for they won the trade look really bad. But I guess we'll just have to see with that. We're going to take a short break with a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play, has the best lines to increase your chances of winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community feel. Use code CLINIC, all NBA, for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a feature called Slide the Line where users can raise or lower a line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now. Pause the pod and get on your phone. Indeed, we have to talk about the Miami Heat and how they missed out on Damian Lillard by offering Hero and multiple draft picks. Do you guys think that Pat Riley should be blamed for this? Do you think it was his fault? Do you think he should have offered more, came harder at Damian Lillard? What do you think? I don't think so. I just, I think we can't question the man at this point because over and over and over he proves that he just puts together these teams that somehow don't necessarily look amazing on paper, Heatles excluded, and then they end up in the conference finals or better every year. So the only thing about that is that assets wise, they're a little bit depleted for making these huge trades, but then they find a way to get these guys that fit on the roster. So. Like, you look at last year's contributors, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, a bunch of these other guys, uh, Caleb Martin. Did anyone at the beginning of the year think any of those guys were going to be rotation players on a title team or close no. to it? So, is it disappointing they didn't get him? Yeah, but they're they're the Heat. They leverage their location, and they're going to find a way to land another guy, and it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if they find someone by November or December and add another piece. So... I don't think we can question that at this point. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him either. I agree with Sammy. His his record speaks for itself. And honestly, if anybody did themselves a disservice, it's Dame. If he really wanted to go to the Heat, because demanding a trade it, it just kills your leverage as the team who wants to trade for him. Because you know anybody, everybody and their mom know that he wants to go there. So what do you do as the team who is trying to get him? You. Hmm. 
hold tight and you or, or you know that they're going to want to offer everything or they're going to want everything from you so really didn't do them any favors and and that's my issue with like these trade demands and 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 like look at james harden for instance right they haven't traded him to the clippers yet probably because the clippers are not offering anything of you know of actual value because they know that he wants to go there and so it just kind of kills your leverage it's just it just it doesn't do you, your, yourself any any favors so i don't and i don't think you know pat riley you can't like give up the farm for dame lillard and just like kill all of your depth so i think he knows what he's doing so i'm gonna say no you can't blame him i'm gonna say yes because of course we got to give props to pat riley but not every gm is perfect and he's not perfect at times you did lose two starters. June, who did they lose? Tell the audience. Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Okay. Dame, the Heat had the leverage. Where did Dame wanted to go this whole time? Miami. He wanted to go to the Heat. He wanted to go to Miami. And with that, the Heat had the leverage to get this deal done. But there is a but. They waited on it. And by losing two starters, they made Jimmy unhappy by not going after another free agent. They didn't make uh, Jimmy happy. By not going for Dame, they didn't make Jimmy go happy. Look at the East now. The East just got that much better by focusing on their weaknesses and strengthening those. So the Bucks got scoring the through Dame. You saw uh, you saw the Celtics get more defense with Drew Holiday or better better decision making with holiday so the two teams that are arguably your biggest competition they're better than you now while you got worse and you have an aging superstar in jimmy butler you're supposed to make him happy like what the big like what the bucks did for Giannis. so i respect pat riley but for the pod i gotta say this offseason he should have done that much more better because now you're wasting another year of jimmy and his prime here's the thing i have that with it though jj is that like to say that the heat have all the leverage when when as a, as a player right dame if you're saying that you're only gonna and the, and the news outlets are reporting that you're only gonna play for the heat it to like i think at first glance it does seem like the heat have the leverage because he's not gonna play anywhere but i feel like those were way overstated that when the news outlets were saying Dame's not going to play for any other team but Miami. Obviously, that's not true because he's happy to be in Milwaukee. So I think that he got a false sense of security, right? And maybe you're right. They got complacent and they thought, okay, so Dame's not going to want to play for any other team. We got this in the bag. We just got to hold off a little bit, hold off a little bit longer, and maybe the the Blazers are going to lower their demand or what they're asking for. That obviously didn't happen. Portland was like, f you. And they ended up doing a deal with Milwaukee and a few other teams. So maybe you're right. Maybe the Heat did get complacent, but I don't. I don't know if I agree that they had all the leverage. I think that Dame definitely did himself a disservice by again making things so public, which I hate. I hate. I hate that mm-hmm. so much in our in our league today. Well, let's make one thing clear too. When these guys say I only will play for this team, if they actually follow through and they don't go to camp and they don't do any of that stuff. I think it's they have 30 days or something to report. If they don't, their contract doesn't toll. They do not get their guaranteed salary and they still have the same amount of years left on their deal at the same time. So it's circular and theoretically, they just could end up not playing again. So for all the players who say that, 
it would have to take someone with some major conviction exactly for it to actually follow through. So you can make a, a request of your preferred location, but until someone actually sits out, it's not going to happen. Like, let's see if Harden actually follows through with what he says, because Daryl Moore is going to stare him in the face. Not to go with the next uh, point of discussion, but just to, to make that <laughs> yeah. point. I will say, though, if there is one person that would do that, it is someone like James Harden. I will say that, though. Dude, I'm, I'm just going to back up what I'm saying, because the past five years with superstars, we have always seen them get what they want. Always. Agreed. And but let this... me counterpoint. I'm oh, sorry, Jun, go ahead. Well, this is what I'm going to say about superstars always getting what they want. In this case, Dame Lillard wanted to go to the Heat, right? The Blazers didn't even give Pat Riley a chance to offer something better than what was on the table. And the reason being is because I believe Joe Cronin had something. He felt some sort of way about Dame Lillard demanding he go somewhere, demanding he go to the Heat. He even told Dame Lillard because he was saying, you know, if you don't make a trade, I'll come back to camp. And Joe Cronin said, no, once you've made this trade request, you can't come back. So, I mean, for me, this is like Loyal. an awesome thing by Joe Cronin where it's like, I'm not going to be someone who's just going to be like stomped all over. I'm going to get what I want and I'm going to do it my way. So I, for me, I don't really blame Pat Riley because I think this was beyond Pat Riley. Like this was between Joe Cronin and Dame Lillard. That interaction or that relationship there was already severed. So I, I don't blame Pat Riley here. Um, sorry, Sammy, I cut you off about what no, you were no saying too. Well, no worries. Um, I'm just trying to think, and I know most cases, not all. If you think about when the player drives a request to one or two specific teams, most of the time, I don't think those teams actually end up winning championships. If you really go back and look, the only exception, ironically, I think is Anthony Davis, because he pretty much put it out there that he wanted to go to the Lakers, right? That was, uh, yeah. Or, but was that even outright said, or was it just obvious because of whose representation was that? I don't recall for sure, but if you look at kind of past history of this, like we knew Durant wanted to go to the Suns, obviously that's early on, but he also ended up going to Brooklyn. That didn't work either. As of right now, Kawhi driving the Clippers to trade for PG has not worked out either. Like you look at the past when players drive this stuff, most of the time it actually has not been successful. So Dame going to Milwaukee instead of Miami actually might end up working out for him better than if he went to his preferred choice. We'll see. But just, just food for thought. Where does the Miami Heat rank now? in the East. Well, after seeing the media day today with Jimmy Butler, after he was listening to <laughs> Last Resort by Papa Roach, uh, you know, I don't know, man. The last time he showed up in media day with some crazy hairstyle, he ended up taking the Miami Heat to the finals. And I, I will not count them. I listen. And I know they lost game Vincent and Max Struess. Maybe they can fill in those spots with other players. But it seems like the system that they have there, regardless of who's on that team, it's a winning culture. And I will not count them out. I don't care how good the Bucks got, how good the Celtics got. Like the mentality, the culture, and just the, the winning environment that that team has shown year in and year out cannot be understated. So I will not count them out. I think, I honestly think they could surprise people again this year. 
Yeah, I'll put them at regular season three playoffs. As far as I'm concerned, you can put them at 1C for now, if you want to do it that way. Just because they've proven it over and over, and I, for one, hope, I don't remember the schedule, I hope my is on it 35 to 40 times, just because then they'll have to show Jimmy's media day picture for his statistics, for the starting lineup, and I'm, I'm just here for that, for that picture. Just the same way that he had the dreads last year that he did not show up with once during the regular season, so let's just put that out there as well. I cannot believe that was real. I thought I thought for sure that was fake. <laughs> JJ, what you think? I'm like tripping out. Do these guys think that the Heat will actually beat the Bucks? And Did you think Celtics? they would beat the Bucks last year? Giannis was out, and they and they did and they had Vincent and Struess came through. They lost okay. two starters, man. I do not want to. I don't say this negatively about Struce and Vincent, but I feel like those are the kind of players Miami finds every year. True. Oh, I'll just say that, but I get you. So you you clearly have them lower than we do. Yeah, I don't. I thought everyone else in the East got better, and they didn't. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't. No, I don't disagree with you, and I don't. I didn't. I don't. I did not say that the bug. They're gonna beat the Bucks, but I. I think discounting them. Like we like people do every year, it's gonna be a mistake. I'm with JJ, sort of. I'm gonna say that they're probably more like five or six, top five or six, but they're gonna make some noise in the playoffs like they always do. I mean, last year they were an eighth seed, so technically they weren't top four in the East, right? So this year I'm. I, could kind of see the same thing but this time if they're the eighth seed and they face against the bucks with a dame lillard i don't think they could beat that team um well i want to move on to the 76ers here we have to talk about james harden a little bit because the 76ers oh, yeah. are still left standing in the corner at prom holding on to james harden <laughs> and james harden does not want to be there while all these other trades happen with guards drew holiday Malcolm Brogdon, Dame Lillard. Did they miss the boat? Is James, does James Harden have to stay there for the entire year, this upcoming year? What do you guys think? Wow. What was his my, side? My finals pick. <laughs> my finals pick. Your MVP. I don't know what's worse, my finals pick or the fact that I picked James Harden to win MVP that year. He did have two of those great starting games, though on his way uh you know what I, I i like here's the thing right they have maxi they have Tobias. they still have tobias harris and they obviously they have joel Embiid. i think if they can flip john james harden for these role players that know their that know what their role is that that can kind of fill in the gaps that the sixers have they're just too top heavy i think they need more depth i think they need more guys that can do the, the intangibles and, the, and the, the, the things that a lot of players don't want to do. I know James Harden is, he's that big flashy name, but I still think they could get value out of him. I know, like Sammy said, Sammy's point earlier, he said, I would be, you're thinking too logically, John. There are a lot of teams out there that would make trades that you probably wouldn't make as a general manager. So I think the Sixers still, there's still value for James Harden. I mean, he is, he brings in tickets, he brings in people and there's, to, you know, to come to the games and there's a lot of value in that money talk. So 
I still think they can they'll be able to flip him for some some good value and and maybe you know a better fit for the overall for the team. And I'm sticking with my pick, guys. Sixers to the finals. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what y'all say. This is crazy. Um, is this whole saga, in some sense, showing that James Harden's value among the NBA community is much lower than his perceived value was among NBA fans? I think so. That's, that's yes. the question I would ask. Um, there's a little bit of crying wolf on this just because he's done it so many times before, but the big question to me now becomes, we know when this dude wants to leave that nothing is off the table. So I am curious because we're looking at the case of the immovable force of trade requests against the irresistible object of GMs and Daryl Morey. And who's going to win this battle? <laughs> but at the same time, is Harden's value so decreased on a trade that Morey's not going to see something he likes? And is he going to continue to try to reconcile the relationship? It's actually really fascinating. I have no idea where this is going to end up. I will say knowing the Clippers front office, they, unless they start, let's say they start, you know, five and nine or something like that. I don't think they're going to give the Sixers the value that they're going to ask for. So I have no idea where this is going to end up, but I don't think he's on that team past November. I just, I don't think they're going to want to deal with the drama because they're going to be scared of pissing off and beat. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see where this ends up. Yeah. It's- kind of weird uh i'll give credit to the sixers though in a market where no one thought uh ben simmons would get traded they were able to trade him and get some value back the difference is that with harden the potential isn't there because he's already past his peak and now when you have when you have superstars like matt barnes kg uh, Jax and um, Paul Pierce talking smack about you and your attitude coming from those guys talking bad about Harden that's a really bad look and I'm referencing uh, their Up and Smoke pod that just was released mm-hmm. where they actually stated that James Harden likes acting like a brat and after the third trade request it's and you're past your peak like does any team want damaged goods at this point that's the question. And it's not even that, that you're getting damaged good back. It's now you got to negotiate a contract with someone that acts the way that he acts and forces his way out if he, if he doesn't get what he wants. And he even comes to camp out of shape and he's done this multiple times. There's more negativity and positive aspects of this whole situation with James Harden. So, so you're saying calling your GM a liar was a bad move? <laughs> so is he, uh, speaking of James Harden, is his, how many more years does he have? Do you have this One. year and next year? No, no, no. He opted into that player option yeah. because the, the supposedly he's going to opt in and get traded. Okay, that's right. So there is value then because he, is a, he would be an expiring contract. Right? True. It's just hard to gauge like who. So the question becomes, is someone going to trade for him and then want to re-sign him to some massive deal, which I think that's the holdup. 
I don't think anyone's gonna wanna give him more than what, two with a team option kind of thing? Maybe? So, yeah, I, I have no idea where yeah. this guy is going to go. It's it's insane. Um, all I could really see them doing is getting like a quarter of the value of what James Harden thinks he has. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I don't even know if Daryl Morey would do that. He would rather just torture James Harden, I think, for the entire he year should. and not let him collect any checks. I think that's actually what Daryl Morey's going to really do. He does. But, but, he might do it. He should just send him to an awful team, though. But James the, Harden has had the luxury of playing with all these great players, and <laughs> he, they need to just play with on an awful team yeah, for once. That's so true, John. Like, the issue, though, is he's got to tread this so well. I'm talking about Morey because of Embiid. That's right. what that's the whole elephant in the room on this. Like, if he's gonna trade Harden, he better get back. And I know that this is why we are where we are, but he better get back a player that can step in right away. It seems like they're not as high on Maxi as other people are, which is a little bit weird. Because Maxi seems like he's really coming into his own. So that's what that's the part of this that's so fascinating to me is this isn't just about Harden. This is more about Embiid to Harden than Harden as far as I'm concerned. And so that's why it's Kind of like, yeah, what do you do? And I really don't know the answer. They're they're really backing to a corner on this as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you're, you're right, Sammy. Because, like, didn't Joel Embiid, like, have a tweet after the Dame trade or something like that? Like, this offseason was fun. Yep. Laughing my ass off or something like that. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, the tensions could be very high in Philadelphia. But, boys, that's actually all we have for tonight's show. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you all. She knows she loves Jay because... John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you. Dame Dollar, Dame Time, Milwaukee. Detective Chunk. I'm Detective Chunk. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. And good to be here. And we are officially within a month of the NBA season. And based on what we heard today, can't wait. Man, it can't come any faster. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panza. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Perfect.